was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And we're on episode 38. And once again, this is a lot to talk about in this episode. We're talking about the Walk of Fame. We're talking about people being back outside. We're talking yeah. uh, uh, people buying out all of Foot Locker, some self-esteem talk. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. Everything from Little Baby to Will Smith to Nip to just it's just a lot. It's just a lot. How, how are we feeling about this, Moose? Man, look, the world is opening up. The day we're recording this, uh, I'm just coming back from a trip. You was gone the last two weekends. So, yeah, the world's opening up. It's, it's time to shift it up a little bit. So, yeah, I'm excited. Just get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you already know what time it is. It is the review of the week. And this one says relevant, entertaining, and already empowering all at the same time. It's impossible to listen to this podcast and not walk away with relevant, entertaining, and thought-provoking insights into branding, entrepreneurship, and the world of business. It's literally a branding masterclass for entrepreneurs. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, first off, I messed up. For all our brand new listeners, it has been a running joke that on these reviews, reviews, I can't even say reviews. You You warm it up. You warm it up. It's early. (laughs) (laughs) Reviews. In the reviews, I mess up somehow, some way. So that was my mess up um, for a bit. But that was a really good review. So uh, that's a solid review. Yeah. Shout out. Who left that? Can we? Is there a um, name on it, that? Yeah, mm-hmm, yep. Can't read it. But okay. That person, you know, you know who, who you are. are. We love right? you. Right. We super appreciate you, and we appreciate everybody who leaves a review. Continue to do that. We appreciate it. Um, but. Let's get into this episode. Uh, first off, how are you feeling, Moose? How how's everything? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, man. I'm excited. I'll be honest. I'm also inspired. I know we talked about it. Uh, first first conference trip or for first like trip work related trip. Ah, a year and a half, Nick. It's been a long time. Yes. So this is a uh, this is uh, it's nice. It's nice to feel like the end is near if we're not already there. So I'm excited. I'm ready to get it. We'll get into it. It, We'll we'll go into more details about it. But let's do some celebration because uh, congratulations to Nipsey Hussle to receive the 2022 star of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Let's go. Marathon continues. Um, Man, when they announced this, I was not actually expecting that. the fact that Nip gets a a star in Cali, I think was like needed and should like I don't want to say like he should, 
But no, it's well deserved. Yes, it's well deserved. Yeah. Yes, and um, some of the other names of people who received the star was uh, Carrie Fisher from Star Wars. She passed away as well. Um, Black Eyed Peas, Michael B. Jordan, uh, Shanti, uh, Keenan from Keenan and Kel and SNL. Uh, who else? Who else? Who else? There was Khaled. somebody else. Khaled, DJ. How do I miss that? Another one. DJ hey, Khaled. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> um, and so many other people. And if I have not mentioned you, I apologize. But um, I will have a question. I will have a question. I do have a question. That I will. Like this is future. But um, so like I said, I un- this is no hate. This is no shade. I promise you. I'm just trying to understand. How does Khaled and Ashanti and Michael B. Jordan get a star? And it took forever for Snoop Dogg, Ice-T, not Ice-T, I think he got one, Ice Cube, um, Dre. Like, it took a minute for them to get their stars. And granted, maybe they said, you know what? It is time for us to wrap up that whole you have to do it for so many years. You have to have this many like. I'm not going to front Black Panther alone, uh, Creed Mm. alone. Right. There's a bunch of other roles. Like, clearly, I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I would just like to know the criteria. Right. Why maybe some of the ones that have waited for so long didn't get it sooner. So there's no shade because I believe that each one of them deserves a star. Okay. Definitely no shade. I just want to know why some so soon and some like way, like why, why, why we, did you just want to make them relevant? Yeah. Even if you think about somebody like an Ashanti, like Ashanti was probably really, really hot. I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. Okay, this is where my shade comes in. I have no clue why she's getting one. I, I'm going to be honest. Yeah, hot. You no, know, was- no, I'm, I'm not going to agree with that one. I'm, uh, call me back. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I believe certain awards, yes. Yeah. I'm confused about the star. Because maybe I see it higher than what it's supposed to be. Okay, so maybe... Maybe it's not as big, but I'm confused of that. I just, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not. Yeah, somebody, somebody write us on Twitter. If, if you're from Cali or, or anywhere, right. maybe a little bit more familiar than we are about uh, what the star really means, the significance. How do you get, you know, considered for one? I'd love to know. Ooh, you know what? I take it all the way back. So Uh-oh. if you clip it, Remix, cool, rewind. whatever. She probably <laughs> wrote a lot of good stuff. I take it back. I'm thinking about it. I speak too too soon sometimes. Ashanti, please take my apology in the same way that I had already questioned it. In the same episode. You don't even have to wait to another episode for me to apologize. No, all right? I apologize because you probably wrote a lot of things that I am just not aware of. Right. Hmm. That qualifies you for this so you know what i i you know what i mean wow. <laughs> I, wow. I apologize that okay, quickly that quickly you know what i mean fair enough but shout out to nip 
But let's talk about uh, some people are back outside. Some people are back outside. You already heard. Be Moose, outside. Moose yep. said yep. Uh, he went to a trip and it just happened to be with Man. the number one motivational speaker of the world, Dr. Eric Thomas. Yes. Hey. Uh, he is back outside. He was in Atlanta. Uh, this past weekend, depending on when you heard this, right? Um, on the 18th, on the 18th of June, he was outside, okay? Um, in front of thousands of entrepreneurs or soon-to-be entrepreneurs, right? Absolutely. And I heard, I'm going to let Moose speak on it. I heard the energy was crazy, uh, he had a message and went just the spirit hit him and just went oh, yeah. left. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and so, but the good thing about it is now can we expect E back on the road? What are we, Ooh. what are we doing? What are we doing? Ooh. People, do you want E back on the road? I'm acting like this is a live audience. <laughs> Imagine. Hey guys, let us know. Let uh, us know in the comments. All right. <laughs> no, man, it was incredible. I mean, you said it though. That man, and of course, we we were behind the scenes kind of preparing some of the slides and or not necessarily editing them ourselves, but just like, you know, on a conversation and all that. And uh it's funny, I was there backstage and Nikki's text and she's like, Hey, he's been on the slide for quite some time. How's it going out there? Right. I said, uh, yeah, it doesn't look like he's going to use the slides. My man did the whole hour presentation on two of the 33 slides we had set out for him. So yeah, if anybody's, uh, been blessed with the opportunity to hear the man speak live, you know, that when he feels it and goes in a different direction, it doesn't matter what you have prepared ahead of time. Just go ahead and scrap all of that. But no, the energy was incredible, though. He he tore it down. I think, uh, you know, it's so cool. I think what makes E so dynamic and so unique is that he can go into any space, still be himself, but connect with people on a way right where they are, if that makes sense. So it's like, OK, I'm not changing myself to connect with you. I'm still going to be myself, but I'm going to figure out how to really communicate that to you in a way that still connects with you and makes you feel like, OK, here are the adjustments I need to make. So energy was incredible, man. I thought it was uh, awesome. Very, very uh, well put together event. You know, all the guys did a ph phenomenal job putting that thing together. And uh, it was fun, man. It, it definitely gave the juices coming back. So I'm excited to see what's up next. And um, yeah, hopefully my man does a, a live event. Listen, listen. Okay. We may know some things. We may not. I'm not. I'm, yeah, I'm just oh, pretending. I'm, I'm, uh. Listen, <laughs> but what I will say is that um, I got a great text from a few people that's like, yo, we need E back. Like if it's going mm. outside, like have you guys already talked about tours? Where are you going? Like when is it happening? I saw E on stage. What? And, you know, you know me, I, I, I stir up the pot a little bit. So I took the pictures that Jose gave me, shout out to Jose, right? And was like, yo, it, it may be time. Wh wow. Where should we go? I put Where it in the story. Where do you want to <laughs> see him? What is happening? Yeah. So uh, all we can say, um, we outside, people. We, we outside. Just uh, stay, stay tuned to this podcast a little bit longer if you decided 
that this wasn't for you anymore. Just stay a little bit longer. Stay a little bit yeah, longer yeah. for a uh, very interesting announcement. But uh, if he does, which he will, but if he does, <laughs> right? <laughs> if he does, what city would you like E to come out to let us know that um, even though we have a, I may get a lot of Ohio's because shout out to our Ohio listeners. But, oh, talking about listeners real quick. Oh, do mm. I still have it up? Let me see if I still have it up. We have, we, we international. We, we out Ooh. here. No, no, we, we really out here. I had, um, hold on. Let me see if I can pull it up real, real quick. But not only do, of course, we have our, our lovely St. Saint, Saint Lucia people. Bahamas, Barbados, Ooh. Angola, uh, Liberia, um, okay. G-U-Y-A-N-A. How do you say that? Oh, man. I don't know. I'm shout not out even going to y'all. try. Yeah. Shout out to you, too. Right? Shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, and, of course, everybody in the U.S., but we international, and I want to give... Uh, props to all our listeners and viewers uh, who rock with us. But since we're talking about outside, you know it wouldn't make sense if I didn't talk about verses. Yeah. Real quick, um, not gonna go too too deep into this one, but Trina and Eve battled this past week or so. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up was because of how they did this uh, battle instead of necessarily the music. So what do I mean by this is that you could kind of see it in the picture if you're watching it on YouTube. But for my audio listeners, Trina is uh, performing at Club Live in Miami and there's an audience and Eve is. Uh, performing in London virtually, right? Mm-hmm. Which was fire. IG uh, Live was still going on. Triller was still going on um, as far as broadcasting this with no lag, right? Wow. So there wasn't even kind of a, all right, let's wait till Eve catches up with the music. It seemed as if they, it felt like if they were in the same room. What's cool about it is that this is now the second battle where Versus is in Club Live in Miami. So the first one was uh, Swiss and Timbaland doing the rematch and they performed live at the club mm-hmm. with a bit of a an audience. Now, I believe that was more of a celebrity type audience than anything, but with this Trina and Eve one, I felt like more regular people were there. You could hear the audience. You could feel the energy, right? And, well, of course, Eve was in London, so she couldn't necessarily. But it felt like she felt the energy as well. So Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, is Versus Next Move kind of making this two, two things? Either making Miami the hub of where you could possibly see these performances live while still getting the virtual experience as well or are they going to start traveling between let's say and still keep it a virtual thing so if they was to do 
let's say the Diddy and Dre rumors are true, right? I know they've been talking about mm-hmm. it. So mm-hmm. Diddy in, I don't know, Miami or LA, one of his homes, right? Shout out to multiple homes, right? Um, but we're going to say, we're going to say Miami for this point, right? No, let's say New York. He's back in New York, right? Let's say he goes back to New York and Dre is in LA, right? And they're both performing at a club, right? With an audience, but still giving that virtual vibe. I think that is a cool way for anybody who has been doing virtual events or virtual anything, right? And trying to still connect with your audience while we're going back into in-person events. How do you still connect with both audiences because there's some that still can't travel or don't feel safe enough to travel. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and people who are just used to the virtual life now and to people who have been like dying to be back outside. So I, I love from that standpoint of how versus really broke it down to like, we're still going to give you a virtual, but in person vibe, I just want to see, is this going to be more public as far as buy tickets for this event, limited tickets only, this, that, and the third? Because I think you got to be like invited or live in mm. Miami to understand, yo, this is what's How happening. But yeah. we'll know more because supposedly uh, Bow Wow and, uh, well, Shad Moss, I'm sorry, Shad Moss and Soldier Boy are supposed to be doing a versus. I am so tuned into that. But that's just me. Moose, what you do you think? I mean, I'm I'm still thinking about uh, how they're going to set up the different experiences. Because it's like, you know, they've broken the mold completely about what a live concert, what a music concert feels like or should feel like. And I, like I've, I've seen concerts streamed, but never live. Like right. it's something that you go back and watch, like the Beyonce did the Netflix thing, you know, that whole not. Mm-hmm. So I'm like curious to see how they pull this one off and are able to add just new elements or new what you would consider regularities or what's considered a norm in the industry. Because I feel like that's that's what's next for them. It's like continuing to send new trends or new norms in the industry. So, yeah, it'll, it'll be cool. But if Miami becomes a hub. I can just see like other partnerships starting to spark up because of that already being a big town, you know, yeah. like that's already a, a very diverse and, and a party city, the whole nine. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens next. I'm excited. Shout out to versus versus you should, you should really come holler at us as much as we talk. Yeah, about yeah. What's up with I'm that? just saying, I'm just, I'm just saying versus shout out to Swiss and Tim. Y'all doing amazing though. Uh, but let's get into one of the most popular topics of our podcast, because uh, shout out to all our YouTube people who continuously run up the numbers when we Ice. talk about yep. Joe Budden, Rory and Maul. Mm-hmm. Shout out to those who are invested in this uh, topic. So, yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Rory and Maul actually came out with a podcast, right? It's called Rory and Maul. We're not going to be too complex with that. It's really called Rory and Maul. 
Now, they are, we already spoke about how they addressed it on that Vimeo, uh, vi- Vimeo video, right? Mm-hmm. right? And how they felt about the whole situation. But on their podcast that is now dropping on Saturdays, and we're going to get into that kind of... Spicy. Yeah, kind of that conflict right there. Um, Maul brought up the... Uh, somebody asked him, like, yo, can friends do business, right? Especially with their experience, can friends do business? And he actually answered it in a different way than I expected. You can do business with friends. And I think we got to stop acting like you can't. Because people love to say, don't mix business and friends. Yeah, don't. You can absolutely do business with friends. Like you should be able to. You, you should learn a nigga about your friends. That, but that's see, that's now that's a different thing. It's it's just that sometimes in business you realize, oh, this is just not my friend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you just not you not my friend. I thought you were my friend, but you're not. But you can absolutely do business with your friends. It's just conversation. It's just transparency. It's just honesty, integrity, right. morals, character. Shut up. Shout out to the guy just staring at the wall, you know. <laughs> Listen, I, I didn't get that. And I, I didn't understand. I didn't question it. I was like, that's your vibe. Everybody has a different vibe. But um, Moose, what is your take on the breakdown of what keeps uh, friends and business intact? Yeah, man. I, I mean, of course, he lists some very powerful traits around like, things that matter in any relationships, right? Mm-hmm. He talks about character, integrity, you know, just morals, the whole nine. It's like, absolutely. I think in any relationship, these are things that are going to be extremely important for the strength of the relationship or the well-being of the relationship. The part that honestly had me kind of like, oh, where he said that you can do business with friends, but sometimes you get into business and realize, oh, this dude really wasn't my friend like right. we weren't even there to begin with that's the part that i'm like wow i've never thought about it that way because it's true like growing up we've all been told yo don't do business with family or friends and the reason being is because you can't separate your emotions from what's business or you know you might kind of stay in a relationship longer than what you should be but for at least our generation or even I'll speak to my example or my experience, even in working with someone like yourself or working with someone like E or just any of the people who we work with regularly. For the work to work, we had to be close friends. Like I I can't see it happening any other way, right? Like we hang out together when we're on the road. I had lunch with D, uh, with E's wife and his daughter. Like, you know, like it doesn't work if we weren't that personal and close with each other. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to, to kind of face that cold reality of, oh, you weren't my friend. It just kind of has me wondering like, well, why would you go in business with me to begin with unless you were just trying to take from what I brought to the table? You know, and it, it's just like a, a dirty kind of cold blooded way to, to even go about doing business. But it don't make sense to me. Like that's the part that I, I like what he's saying, but I'm just saying in my mind, I'm like, man, why would someone do that though? Like I think a part of the business experience is to be able to work with those who you like to work with. Mm-hmm. So to do all of that, just to work with somebody who you don't really want to work with after all, man, And I'm not saying, you know, these guys are at fault for it, but I'm just kind of speaking to the situation. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about it from 
a personal standpoint, right? Real life scenarios. Real life, real life scenarios in in this situation. So I can understand almost in both ends of getting into business and then realizing, yo, you may not necessarily have my best interests. Mm-hmm. And then from a standpoint of I got into like I was cool with somebody and I actually got closer because of the business. So let me let me break down the positive before the mm-hmm. negative. Right. So that was with you. Right. Okay. We were cool. Right. Mm-hmm. We were absolutely cool. But I won't say that we are we were as tight as we were as we are now. Right. When we start talking about Nikki and Moose and doing something together, we're like, okay, we work together very well. We have cool conversations, but like on the personal side, we never really had those conversations until recently. Right. So, and I think that's both of us kind of like, okay, we have this relationship. We're great. We're great. Okay, let me slide one thing. Okay, you took that well. All right. Mm. At least for me. I don't know about you. Okay. You still stayed around. You're still consistent. We talked things out. We had our uh, ups and downs already and some Mm -hmm. weird stuff, you know, and we're still like the business never got compromised because of that, nor did our friendship get compromised. I'm like, oh, well, let me tell you about this personal thing. And then I wait. I'm like, okay, he's cool. <laughs> he opened up about something too. Cool, right? Hmm. But it was because of the business is why we be saying, be, became so close on a friendship level, right? Mm-hmm. So, which isn't, I don't know if it's common or not. It worked for me. You know what right. I mean? So, if other people have experienced that with like, okay, we're cool. Like, and then we grew this brand and now it's like, we actually live this life. Like it actually mm-hmm. is Nikki and Moose. Like he wanted me to come on uh, to, to Atlanta. Like, what do you mean? You're not coming. Okay. You have to come. I just like, 100%. It's, it's, <laughs> 100%. What are you talking about? Like I'm going here. You have to go here. And I honestly bought my ticket and then, uh, had to refund it. <laughs> shout out to uh, shout out to the Juneteenth uh, celebration, which is a holiday now. Shout out, shout out to everybody. But um, so from that experience, I I can say I learned a lot about friendship because of business. Because for me. If I can't do business with you, I can't be friends with you. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at things. So that the fact that like the business side through extreme execution, shout out to all our extreme execution people and the flight assessment people and all those great people, right? Because of extreme execution and because of the the podcast, right? It has grown to be a legit like solid friendship. Now, mm-hmm. from another standpoint of I've had a friend that as we got into business and money started to come in, you realize how selfish certain people are 
and which is doesn't match my values. And I'm like, hold on. Did you really just cancel me out and just thought of you in this situation? Because friends don't do that, at least for me. Friends don't do that. So, and, and ever since those particular situations, the friendship has never been as solid as it was before, right? And so I, I say all this because I do believe friends could be in business, but for me, the type of person I am, it's like business actually has to come in first for us yeah. to be friends. It, it happened with, and uh, shout out to Nick. Everybody knows. Well, everybody should know Nick. Get me? But shout out to Nick. Um, we met because of E, right? Um, and he was in Jamaica doing camera stuff that he does and all that great stuff. And we started working together and we realized like, yo, we're really, we're both dumb, like together. (laughs) (laughs) We're both both dumb together. He said, wow, this is, hey. We both had dumb moments. Like, (laughs) oh, we have a lot in common. Okay, cool, right? I was not expecting Um, that. It's true. It's true. (laughs) But then even to the point where for me with with Nick is that I will put our friendship over business. So if he, and I can be very honest with this because he allows me to, when he sucks at the business side, I don't talk to him. At all. (laughs) At all. Because that's where my friendship goes over. Because I know how I can get in a business level. And I like verbally stab people. I'm I'm fully aware of my flaws. And I don't try to fix them at that point. But um, I understand how I am when I'm upset and when certain things don't happen in the manner that it should. So I kind of allow a buffer, AKA Carl, shout out to Carl, um, to handle that Mm -hmm. from that side, because that's my best friend. Right. So that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's weird, but I can still do business with him when he is super level headed and great and, see we're on the same page and you know those great times right but like any friendship any business relationship too it goes through ups and downs right so but at the end of the day what i wanted to just totally say with me it's business and then friendship and i don't know if that's common i don't know Hmm. i don't know if that's normal that's interesting yeah, because I, I know for me, like traditionally, I've always kept them separate. And even if I started establishing like a very close relationship with someone I'm doing business with, because just a common thing, we're spending a lot of time together, work is going great, you know, whatever the case may be. You, like I still try and keep a fine line between what is business and what is really, really personal, just mm-hmm. because I'm like, man, 
not that I don't want to be friends or, or super close with that person, but I'm just like, I really want to protect what is professional. Right mm-hmm. now, over time, as the trust factor really starts to go there. And I think it's the like for me, if I were to think about like, yo, what is that thing that allows you to kind of say, all right, fine, I'm going to like break that rule for you is when you start to see that someone consistently has your back. Right. Like, oh, you really yeah. genuinely care. OK, that's not just a business thing because you had no gain, no reward, no interest in my well-being in that particular scenario, mm-hmm. but you still went to bat for me or let me know about something or protected my interest, you know, in a certain way. So I feel like those are characteristics of friends. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to then continue treating those people as just business partners. Cause it's like, okay, like, dang, you just kind of went, you know, came into the friend zone. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I've noticed. That's like some things that, that help to keep the relationship flowing. But what about like, because I mean, there are certain, there's certain relationships that you have to keep business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and separate from both ends, right? Like there's certain people that I would never want to do business with because of our personal relationship. I don't want to do that, right. right? I don't want to mess up the friendship. I know if you mess up in business, there cannot be a, at least for me, there cannot be a friendship if you really mess up business side for me now what about when it comes to partnership like Mm -hmm. when you go into business together because transactional can stay transactional right Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, i hired you for a service we're you know we have great um conversations and we both see the goal and know the results so it seems like we have this really great relationship, but at the end of the day, it's still very transactional. But mm-hmm. from a partnership, starting business type stuff, starting a whole brand type stuff, I believe, and that's just me, and maybe I'm naive and I don't know much. I'm cool with that, right? But me, if I'm going to talk to you every single day, I got to be friends with you. 100%. I got to. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you every single day. I am not that a business holic person to just talk to you every single day with no like so how is your well-being like are are you like are you going out like what'd you do today (laughs) like are we laughing like because i need to laugh like if we can't laugh i can't rock with you like yeah. I'm a whole joke. And I think that's actually one of the ways to ruin a business relationship too, though, if you really think about it. You know, like if you're only reaching out to somebody when you and we've talked about this, mm-hmm. when you only need something. It's like you you, <laughs> you become you you you're now putting yourself in a category that's like, oh, okay, I already know. Like I'm not I'm not necessarily excited when the phone rings and I see your name. But from time to time. And, and it actually strengthens business relationships when you can just like, uh, shoot, shout out to Rob Wilson. I hit yeah. Rob Wilson uh, just the other day and I just to, just to check in, like nothing business related. I was just like, oh, man, just, you know, just sending some some good energy your way. That was it. Right. And I'm like, you can see the appreciation for it because I'm sure he's usually getting hounded by people constantly reaching out you know, for things related to their business needs. Right. So like, I'm like, man, I don't want to necessarily be known as that guy. And, and that's one of the things that I really 
I got to say I messed up on in COVID because COVID really like turned me into a bad introvert. I've always been introverted, (laughs) but I became a really bad introvert because of COVID. Like all of a sudden I kind of like forgot people existed in the world. So I'm like, that's not cool. Like you got to start. And again, you, you said it, I'm saying it too. I'm not perfect, man. I, I, you know, it was just one of those things that I'm like, yo, what happened to me? But I'm like, okay, you got to reach out to people and not just when you need something like they, those relationships are truly appreciated so much more because it's like, wow, that person genuinely cares. Like he knows my son or daughter's name. He knows my so-and-so's name. He asked about this situation or that situation. It's like at the end of the day, that's what, that, that's what really makes a relationship valuable. These are facts. And I think also when it comes to me, it plays into a small plug, the flight assessment, because hey. I'm, a, I'm a high pilot and a high flight attendant, which I feel in this, se- in this season, the flight attendant is uh, questionable at times. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of questionable. <laughs> it's on vacation. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of questionable because I have to get used to people again and I'm used to turning it off when I want to turn it off. So yeah, um, yeah. that's that's a different thing. But I flight attendant's coming back. It's, yeah, it's because, because you are outside again, right? Yes, yes, yes. I was inside and I became super people person because I could turn on the camera and say, hey, love you guys. Let's just all talk. We're all here together. Right. And I could turn it off. Mm, I go outside. Right, 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 right. Yep. I go outside and it's like, Nikki, I'm like, who are you? Oh, <laughs> shoot. Oh, I can't turn this off. I can't, I can't be like, hello. Right. And then walk away and come back and be like, how are you? And then walk away. <laughs> I can't For do real. that. But me bringing that up is like, maybe that's why I, like, if we can't do business, we can't be friends kind of thing. Because still my pilot is like, business but i still need to be a friend right mm. my flight attendant is like we still need to be friends. i can't just be business with you depending mm-hmm. on the certain business that we're doing like i can't just be business with you that's trashy like right. I, how would these conversations be okay and so mall said this how do you feel moose okay next subject All right, next subject. Um, <laughs> the next subject is little baby how do you feel about little ba- it would be boring it would be yeah. trash yeah. yeah so that also plays along probably i would assume i could be wrong but yeah, I assume yeah. because of the flight assessment, flightassessment.com, uh, for those who have not taken it, flightassessment.com. Um, but it because of the flight assessment, I do business and friends simultaneously because I'm a 99 and a 99. So it's, uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yep. But let's get into this next one. Um, there has been a video that's been trending. Um, and I also wanted to bring in like the people who are killing it in this time. Right. I know we normally go through the legends, but there is a particular person that I am just extremely fond of and excited of how their decade, I'm not even going to say a couple of years, but their decade is going to be, and that's little baby, right? Little baby. Um, actually let's, let's see if I could play it. Little baby, um, bought out, first off, he's a rapper from Atlanta 
and bought out all of Foot Locker, right, to give back to his community, right? So uh, for all my YouTube viewers, you can see people buying, well, walking out with the the sneakers and everything like that. And then you see the community handing it out and everything. But the part that I really love was what's on the screen right now, which is saying buying shoes ain't what I mean by saving community or giving back. That's some ish that I did because I've seen a lot of them uh, had on flip-flops. When I say save the community, I mean centers, programs, jobs. Wow. You can't imagine the ish that I don't post. Mm. So uh, the reason why I wanted to bring that up is because it's you not only show it to a certain extent, but the deeper things you don't, you know, Mm -hmm. and and we've gone over through the, over this in past episodes, as far as you don't necessarily have to show off everything, right? That wasn't even a clip that was on his social media. That was what people were, were recording, right? He didn't, if you go on little baby's Instagram, you don't see anything that we just showed as far as Foot Locker and the the people putting on the sneakers and you don't see that nowhere on his Instagram, right? But um, it's the people that is like, yo, look at what he's doing. Mm-hmm. The people will shout your name and right. show all the things that you're doing within the community. You don't necessarily have to show that, but what's really cool about little baby is just the things that he's been doing. Like, and he doesn't make light money. So some people are like, yo, okay. He just bought out all of foot locker. I mean, all of foot locker, not just some of it, like the whole (laughs) foot locker, right? That, that alone is crazy. But then I had to be like, yo, let me, let me understand where little baby is as far as the brand, as far as numbers, like he has been so on top, but what does that really mean? And he's every single project, every single mixtape, whatever that he drops is instantly on the billboards instantly. Right. His last uh, his last album, Your Turn, was has like made two point three million dollars just. And that's an estimate. Right. He tweeted out of I would say a couple of months ago or maybe a year ago, whatever. He's like, yo, I'm doing 100 K on features. I'm at a point where. I can ask for a hundred K in features because everything that he's on make it like goes to the charts. Right. Which means if he asked for a hundred K in features, his shows alone was reported before around 70 to a hundred K that probably went up. You know, he has merch, you know, um, he has deals like Reebok, You know, he has a YouTube that's streaming over 3 billion views. So that's a good million, couple millions off of YouTube check alone. 
right? And yet with all this, he's still giving back to community and not flaunting that, mm-hmm. not, hey, I come back to the, to the hood to do this. This is, and, and we're going to get into like his location and everything, but to see people like, and this is a perfect like piggyback, even though I hate that word, perfect piggyback off of our last episode because we talked about Migos and quality control. And what do you think little baby is on? Quality control. Mm. So when you hear numbers like that, and you see little baby on the charts and you see people like Drake and uh, young thug and all the little Wayne, everybody getting on a record with little baby. You're like quality control strikes again. Mm. The, when I was researching little baby though, was really cool is that he only started rapping about four years ago. Wow. He's a, he's purely natural. What, what coach K said, and if you didn't listen to last episode, go listen to last episode. You'll know who coach K is, but coach K said, and coach P was like, yo, you sound like a rapper. Just, didn't hear him spit anything. Yo, you sound like a rapper. And he was like, yo, I always know how to put words together. It shouldn't be hard to make a song. It shouldn't be like, that's natural gift, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's not even this hard. And to see how it, when you stay in your natural, cause he used to hustle. When you stay in your natural, how big you become. And when he fully embraced that, it was like charts, everything mm. I'm dropping. Um, Joe Budden dropped a, a interview of him and was like, yo, do you practice? Or is it like every song you just get better? He was like, yo, I do another song. Isn't that practice? He's like, no. He's like, mm. well, I do another song and it's me getting better. It's, it, I don't right. intentionally do things. So that alone is crazy. And shows that when you don't think too much about something, that's the one that's going to make you the most money. But um, I love the sneaker. I love thing. that. Yeah, no, I, I just love, love that. The I sneaker mean, thing. yeah, I, like as I as I just watched that that video play right, and and for our listeners, check out the YouTube so you can actually see the video that yeah. Nikki had playing as she was kind of like narrating or describing what was happening there, right? I truly am starting to believe in this social media era or just the world that we live in today. Moments that define your character the most are ones that happen off camera. Yep. Because it's so easy to narrate or practice and, and do something on camera. And immediately people are going to question your intentions. Was it genuine? Like it just takes you on a route that even if you're the greatest most kindest person in the world, somebody's going to see it and be like, oh, of course he walked, look at the camera. Right. But for something like that to happen and him not being intentional about documenting it, it tells you a lot about that person's character. That's the first part of it. Right. The second part of it 
Now that it's out there, and we always talk about this on this platform, taking control of your narrative. Yeah. He goes out there now and posts, it looked like what is something he posted on his story, kind of describing like, hey, 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 just so you know, I'm not saying that I'm saving the community by passing out sneakers in my neighborhood. Saving the community, I already know, is through centers, jobs, and programs, right? So that's the beautiful part about it, too, that I love that he's very well informed about. This is what really moves the needle in a community. If you're looking to give back or help it or build it, whatever the case may be, this is how you really do it. So I think those two combined, it shows that this is someone, although young, really knows, you know, like what it is from a very just real and honest uh, uh, standpoint. So I, I love that uh, in every way, honestly. Yeah. I, 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 I'm just in love with little baby and what he's doing and just the, the positive energy. Like you don't really necessarily hear anything negative about little baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just crazy. But there's this clip that I saw that I wanted to actually spin into a branding and business kind of vibe. Uh, so watch this and listen to this with an open mind, first and foremost. I, like You got to stay in tune. Like, I feel like if I hadn't got in my bag and just went there LA and like left the bros and then I wouldn't even have nothing to rap about. Six yeah. more months left. Then you got six more months left. And yeah. You're really, yeah, yeah. Due to the fact I'm... I'm in the mix. I still know what's going on. I know what to say. I know how to say it. They don't see me falling off. I'm, I'm on what's going on. Mm. But if I separate myself from that and I'm L.A., you know, on some Hollywood, mm-hmm. I feel like that's when I lose. I fall off. Wow. So, so follow me with this one real quick because for some reason, I was like, that's it. Right. That's it right there. And what I mean by that is, of course, he was talking about rapping. And I know for my hip hop fans, some of y'all are going to be like, nah, he needs to get out of the hood. Boom, boom, boom. Why wouldn't he do it? Um, And from a craft standpoint, not because of a community standpoint, not because of what he's doing, but from a craft standpoint of, yo, I will lose it. I would lose me being on top if I went Hollywood. And I look at that from a, uh, a perspective of there was something that kept us always getting new information when it comes to our craft, when it comes to our brand and our business. Like it forever gave us the fuel and the, the knowledge that we needed to make to get our name out there, right? Or some kind of activity that we would always used to do, a routine, something we would always used to do. And the second that we see some type of success or we get on certain stages or we get into certain communities or whatever kind of status, we tend to lose what actually got us there, right? And of course, when you look at it from a little baby standpoint and he's saying, yo, I'm not leaving because, you know, this is what actually gives me what I rap about. And like I said, some of y'all are going to think like, nah, he needs to leave. Right. It'll show growth or something. But maybe 
at this season, and not saying he'll always stay there, but at this season, he fully understands, yo, I'm on top because of this, because of what I rap about, because of the information and the experiences that I see here. So if I remove myself from that, I am no longer going to be number one. I am no longer when they say hip hop, rap, ATL, my name may not be associated with that anymore because I removed myself and became Hollywood. Now, if I become an actor, that's a different story, right? I will go mm-hmm. to Hollywood and maybe that's the transition in my life because he was in How High too. So he's also an actor, right? But I look at it from, and, and me and you've had this conversation where it's like, there's a home court advantage when it comes to your craft or when it comes to your branding and business, there's certain things that will keep you on the, the highest of high because you're in home court, right? For me, it, it was always learning something new every day, having these certain screens near me. And I knew exactly what I'll be looking at with each screen and how to deliver to people and things like that. And so when we talk about going back outside and I'm laughing at the whole, ah, maybe my, my, my flight center may be going down is because now I'm not in home court and I'm not sure how I can turn that on and off switch right into the delivery to people or um, when to kind of learn something new if I'm always on the go. Right. Mm -hmm. I I deal. I was gone uh, two weekends in a row and I'm like, yo, how was I supposed to learn anything like Monday came and I always go live and I'm like, I have no clue. Normally I don't have any clue what I'm going to talk about, but I really didn't have anything I'm like, yo, what am I going to talk about? But I took myself out of what I get all my information from and what people look forward to with, with the updates and everything. And I removed myself from there and it was a whole different Nikki. Right. So it's almost to the point where I get what he's saying, but at the same time, how can we create a vibe or a system that regardless of if you're at home or you do move up in the world and you move to Cali, you move somewhere else, you know, you still have that kind of strength, that still kind of hunger and things like that, because you look at, uh, Rick Ross, right? He his his bars elevated. He's not rapping about the same thing, right? But he got a mansion. He got mansions mm-hmm. several places. You know, um, he's not living in the same spot that he was before, and things like that. So while some rappers can, but it's very far and few to still stay on top of their game. He at least realized like, yo, at this moment, maybe I don't have the discipline to be on top and rap the same way that I rap if I was to go to Cali because Mm -hmm. my origin is here. The source that I get 
my power from as far as lyrics comes from here? What would sure. what would I do over there? So yeah. I think it's a it's it's an awareness and a discipline thing when it comes to that. One hundred percent. Yeah, you know it's funny. I was um, I got to meet Brandon. Uh, shout out to Brandon for the first time this mm-hmm. weekend. So dude's been working with us for well over a year, and of course with COVID, it's been strictly virtual. We yeah. work together very closely, very virtual. Met together met for the first time, you know, uh, on the trip. And we were just talking about like traveling and, and what type of exposure and experiences it can happen. And we started talking about like being competitive and, and I was just explaining to him and I said to him, you know, allow these opportunities to help you to grow, but don't let them change you. Right. Because a lot of people, what they tend to do is regardless of what industry you're in, you allow something that was meant to help you to grow, to develop, to become better than mm-hmm. what you were to change you or take you away from doing the very thing that got you the opportunity. Right. Right. Like, so, so you defeat the purpose. So I love that he's able to maintain the discipline to stay almost like in, in home base or, or, or stay planted where he grew up so that he can still have a pulse on what's happening so he can continue to tell the story. Yeah. One of my favorite movies, and don't laugh, but I actually enjoyed the movie. Uh, I think it's called, okay, now I'm, now I'm messing up because it's like, how is it my favorite movie? And I don't know the name. Forget it. But let me tell you the line that I like, right? And and the line is, uh, it's, uh, what's the guy's name? Bradley <laughs> no, I, I'm getting it now. I'm getting it. It's coming back. Like, I wanted to say a star is born, but that doesn't sound right. It's something with a star. It's okay. with Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. So whatever, there's a scene in the movie. And if, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. It's a scene in the movie where Bradley Cooper is fighting with his brother in the movie. Okay. All right? And they're going back and forth, all upset, whatever. And then the brother is mad at Bradley Cooper because he's like, yo, I was better than you. Like mm-hmm. I was more talented. I was the better artist than you. And I didn't have any issues like, you know, life issues, drinking problems, whatever. But I put my career on hold for you. Mm. And he said a line to him that I was like, yo, that's it right there. He said, everyone is talented, but not everyone has something to say. And you didn't have nothing to say. How, wait, first of all, you're not going to speed past that. Like you didn't just say what you just said. And you were correct. It's a star is born. Okay, there we go. A star is born. Got it. So I just was like, wow, that's it right there. We are so caught up on talent as if talent is the the cream of the crop, as if talent is the most important thing. It's not because at some point when we really truly tap into who we are, we discover our talents and talent is no longer the thing that separates us. At the next level, it's what you have to say. Is what you're saying at its core really moving the needle, really impacting the people or what you say you stand for? So that, that, that's something that I've always taken with me. It's like, okay, talented is great or talent is great. We, we, we need talented people, but we're all talented. If we really think about it, like we're God's creation, we're all talented, but not everyone has something to say. So the fact that just so I can kind of wrap it. The fact that he's able to stay homegrown or, or stay home base and not go to an L.A. so he can continue to collect the story, the narrative, the thing that makes him him mm-hmm. is so dope because it continues to allow him to have something to say.
listen, he's probably like, I made so much money here. Mm-hmm. Why would I go? It's how I right. feel about home. <laughs> made so much independent. Let me see. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. 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 Let us get to the next question. <laughs> so, um, for our, uh, audio listeners, right? Kevin Hart went on a little tweeting spree, uh, again. Okay. He does this. Um, he gets in his feelings, right? And this is, this really isn't any kind of shade. Um, we've gone over Kevin Hart, uh, on our, like, Back in the day, Facebook live show. Shout out to our day ones, right? And he is a high flight attendant. So Mm -hmm. meaning that when people may get at him over and over again, he's going to address it in a time that maybe he doesn't necessarily need to. But I respected this kind of uh, back and forth that he did. Because it comes with stats, right? So I'm going to read the tweets for my audio listeners, YouTube people. You'll see it, but I'll read it anyways. So uh, he says, the he's not funny slander is the best. This is for you. I have three stand-up comedy specials that fall in the top 10 highest grossing comedy specials of all time. Two of my specials are in the top three of all time. Mm. Let's uh, let's give flowers to that. I have also turned my comedic talent into a place of business and branding and radio and other venue, uh, revenue streams. The hate slash slander fuels me to do more. J. Cole said it best. If you're laughing at a millionaire, the joke is on you. Now back to my regular schedule program. Live, love and laugh. So. Um, once again, I'm, I'm really not sure why he is addressing the public the way he does. However, um, I did like there, there's a part and it was the second tweet that I really like where it was like, look, I've taken what people know me for, which is the comedy. And I actually made a brand and multiple revenue streams from what I've done, right? Mm -hmm. So you can say what you want, but because of this one talent that you make fun of, I have multiple streams of the thing that you made fun of. So I don't know why you're laughing. Well, you can, but I have turned a joke into generational wealth. Mm. Oh, look, my horn's an evil one. Yeah, yeah. But... It all goes back to um, this this kind of quote, kind of bar, not quote, but bar that I uh, saw from Will Smith that, you know, for for all our listeners, I always try to impress uh, Moose with like this really <laughs> dope bar or something. Now I'm trying to make it a regular thing. I may get it. I may not. But um, I thought this would go very well. With uh, the Will, not the Will Smith, the Kevin Hart joint. We start looking to other people for our self-esteem and 
you know, sometimes we find ourselves looking in broken mirrors to get a reflection of ourselves, right? And the greatest tragedy is when you look into a broken mirror to see if you're pretty, right? And you're going to let that person tell you about your inner qualities. And the, the greatest tragedy is when you look in a broken mirror and you're going to change your face to try to look good in a in broken book. mirror. Hmm. Yeah. Go ahead, Moose. Yeah, yeah, that's major. That's major. I mean, you know, I, I, and as we bring the two together, it's like really looking at Kevin Hart's message and saying like, and, and let me say this first. I was actually on his page today. I went on his Instagram and I'm mm-hmm. like, and I'm and not that I'm comparing, but I'm thinking about ease, influence and impact. And then I'm looking at Kevin Hart's account. I said, wow, this person has over a hundred million followers. Like I can only imagine what it's like managing a brand or having a voice that has that amount of reach, right? Like it can reach a hundred million people. Like that's more than the amount of people who voted for the president this year, right? Like it's crazy. It's a ridiculous amount of people. But at the same time, it shows you that when you're not too careful around the limitations of your personality, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the reason why we're so big on a flight assessment, because as much as it can help you, it can also protect you, yeah. right? So when you're not careful around the limitations of your personality, you listen to what Will Smith said is now, now you're looking at, you know, the, the opinion of broken people to validate something that at your core, you're wondering if it's there. And immediately it's, it's, it's going to throw off the image because, no one is perfect, right? And it's like, that's the, the analogy of the broken mirrors. So it's like, man, this is so critical. And, and I, I wish more people would pay attention to that. And we've said this line on the podcast before, your heroes, all of them are human. Yeah. All, right? all of them, every single one of them, at the end of the day, all of your heroes, the people you look up to, the ones that you aspire to be like, they too have to sleep at night. <laughs> you know, like they do all of the things that you do but they have certain routines, certain disciplines, certain perspectives or just principles and values that help them to get to where they are. So at the end of the day, while you might want to idolize some of the things that they do, don't forget that they too are human. So like when I listen to Will Smith say something like that, it's like, man, it's a great reminder for all of us that at the end of the day, here's a human. Facts. Um, I think for me... Like, and we've, we've talked about this a few times, but you have to, the self-awareness is so important, right? If you are super aware of yourself and what you can do and add to the world, sometimes what you can't add to the world, you're not always seeking validation from people who don't even do what you do. Right. And I think that's why Mm. I have like uh, a problem, not a problem, but I don't understand why Kevin Hart always gets such in his feelings that he always has to reply because it's people who don't do what he, what he does and haven't even tried to accomplish what he's accomplished. Right. He 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 listed the stats. Let me bring them back up. 
literally saying I have three stand-up comedy specials that fall into the top 10 highest grossing comedy special of all times. Two of my specials are the top three of all time. Like, what do you, what are you, this is the thing, even if that, that one that he's referring to sucked, who cares? Mm. If those are the stats that you have, and you literally said a joke has now turned into multiple streams of income for me and my family, what the, not everyone is going to hit. Not everyone's going to hit. And so when you're paying attention to it, and this is where Will Smith was like, yo, you're going to change your face off of a broken mirror. Like you're changing or reacting to things that don't even match what you're doing. Like it Mm. doesn't match the reflection of your goals, the reflection of your, your bank account. That's good. Nick. It doesn't go together. And so, yes, as a people person, as a person who wants to always make sure the art that I put out is for the people and they love it. You have a body of work that's done that already. You can do something for yourself. And I think that's where that last uh, tweet comes from because J. Cole, who we've gone over on this podcast a little bit, not the full story, or did we? I don't mm-hmm. know. But no, we, we talked about it on yeah. Nikki and Moose, right? And he did what he needed to do for the people to be up there as far as top rappers. And then he started putting out projects for himself as a, as a creator, as a person who puts their craft and calls it art. That is the ultimate freedom to do stuff because you want to. So if the one that he said that he's not funny. If it didn't get the reaction that he always gets, that's okay. It still made more money than some of those people's uh, bank accounts. It still made more money than they would ever see possibly in their life. You still have more followers. You still have a huge tribe of people who don't even care if you're funny or not. Mm-hmm. You still have a successful acting career. What are we? And so instead of always looking at what people say, because, and I'm not even calling people like that broken mirror, but the goals are broken. Hmm. They're different. Like they may have some pieces that are the same, but not all of it is formed into the same reflection of what you're doing. Yeah. 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 You know, like looking at the numbers again, it's like, I love what you said, by the way, that's, that's incredible. I, I, I definitely, I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, absolutely. I can, I can, I can relate with that in a lot of ways, but I'm thinking about, he's saying, 
three of his comedy specials placed in top 10. So out of the 100 million people following you, maybe you only need to listen to the other seven. You know, not the 100 million. You know what I'm saying? It's like, just listen to the seven who are in the top 10 with you. Like, that's the point that I think that you made that I'm like, yo, you're absolutely right. Like, maybe we're listening to too many people and not considering the source or, or the value of the person who's sharing their opinion. It's like, okay, valuable people share valuable opinions. Right. You're not going to get a valuable opinion from someone who hasn't maybe created anything valuable. So it's like, take the opinion of the other people who are in that top 10 with you. Now you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And uh, they happen to have a Father's Day special Red Table Talk. By the time this yeah. comes out, uh, you may have seen it. And we may talk about it on the YouTube uh, live. We may talk about it because I'm going to watch it. You're going to watch it? Oh, for sure. For sure. So Absolutely. we may we may talk about it on when this drops. Tonight's live uh, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. Tuesday, 8 p.m. on YouTube. YouTube.com slash Nikki and Moose. Um, follow us everywhere. Take the flight assessment, flightassessment.com. Um, and that's all I got. I don't know. Most of you guys, well, yeah, we'll do no, the final word, it. but I mean, we killed it. This was yeah, a good no, episode. This was solid. Yep. yep. Let me, let me tell dialogue. actually, I'll leave it for the after show. Um, please look out if it isn't already active by the time this drops, cause I'm working very hard to make sure this good. Uh, we have a subscription about to come out, already came out. Official announcement will be emailed and text out and all that great stuff on, on social media. But we have an after show only for Apple Podcast people. So go grab an iPad if you don't have Apple Podcasts. Get you an old iPhone, whatever it is. Um it's all access squad. It's a whole vibe. And uh, this after show thought that I have in my head is going to be on there. So, yeah. Don't catch the after show. Yeah, you know I mean, but uh, you already know what I'm going to say. Moose. Final yeah. words. This one is real simple, man. I, I look first time out work related out uh, in a year and a half. And I just want to encourage everybody like, yo, go seek some inspiration. Seriously, seriously, like, like stop, get get ahead of the curve a little bit and go seek some inspiration, whatever that means for you. Right. I don't know if it's watching a movie. I don't know if it's going for a hike do something different that you haven't done in a year and seek inspiration. I was giving the example of someone that's like, yo, imagine if Apple put out an iPhone or has not have not put out iPhones since like iPhone 7, whatever it is. And they're still expecting to generate the same amount of money on like the next several years, having never put out any new product. And it's like, for us, we're that product. So if like you don't ever feed yourself any new information or seek any new experiences or gain any new inspiration, you can never generate anything new because you're still walking as your old self. So that's just my words. Like, yo, encouraging people to go out, seek something new to generate new.